Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right. Welcome in. I might be pixelated, I think. I'm having, like, weird internet issues. So if I am, just, uh, I don't know, just ignore me and listen to Judd and Declan here on this Sunday night edition of Purple After Dark. What are you guys sipping on there to start uh, this episode? I have a uh, White Claw Iced Tea Lemon, which is wow, really, really, really good one. You know, it's it's the Jake Browning of White. It's thrown like 90 passes. It's It's been overexerted. It's been doing a lot of work. <laughs> there might be some backup. Like the coach might have to step in and help things out a little bit. But it, it's, it's going all right so far. Over Very here. exciting. Very exciting. Mm. Let's see, what did I pick up today? Oh, I know you'll be shocked by this, the Surly Furious IPA. Uh, news coming on that front, let's yeah. just say, early in the week as it oh. pertains to Purple Ooh. Daily. We are very, very excited. Very so, excited. Cheers. Cheers to all of you Vikings fans, no matter how you feel about anything. Happy <laughs> Sunday to you. No matter how you feel about the backup quarterback situation, Mike Zimmer's comments yesterday, politics, vaccines, whatever we're it is. All, we're all in it together, folks. <laughs> we are all here because we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before mm-hmm. we die. And uh, I'm cheersing a little summer uh, vodka soda mix here. Very uh, very refreshing on this Sunday. So uh, TCL is the uh, presenting sponsor of this episode. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. And let's dive into it. So we're going we're gonna to bring your comments into the room Two or three times a week throughout the training camp portion, we're going to dive in with a drink in hand for some purple after dark action and uh, get to the things that you guys want us to talk about. But let's first start out with Judd and I did an episode this morning talking about the Mike Zimmer comments and Jake Browning's big night, but we didn't really get to anything else from last night's under the lights practice. And so I'm reading Judd's recap here of last night's practice on scorenorth.com. And I noticed it's, you know, we have a small staff here, and so typos can happen. I get it. Like, you're flying around, you're writing three articles at once, and you're doing podcasts and videos, and <laughs> you just, like, you, you must have slipped up on your keyboard. And drinking, so. And drinking, too. But you just, you must have What's slipped wrong? up here. What'd when you find? Well, there's a section here that says, on guard, and you're talking about the right guard battle at Vikings training camp, and we're a yeah. month away from the season here, and you... The first name you mentioned is Dakota Dozier, which I get it. The you know the Dakota Dozier, you know, you're trying to type Wyatt Davis or Ole Udo or literally any other name uh-huh. other than Dakota Dozier, uh-huh. and uh, you it must 
Must have been a typo. Working late at night, I'm guessing. Dakota Dozier. Why is he listed among the guards still? Um, okay, first of all, you're looking at something I wrote a couple of days ago. The recap from last night is actually worse news for you. It's not better news. The recap from last night. So pre, pre-practice, uh, Zim fielded questions. So I basically got the purple after dark um, uh, bag of questions out, right? Like there's been a lot of things we've been wondering about, right? Mm. And and we're like speculating and we think we know, but we're not sure. Zim's got to answer the questions. And so I said, you know, yeah, right guard. Uh, I see, I see. I said, Dakota Dozier, you know, eh, he's playing some right guard for you. I've seen Ole Udo there. Um, what's the situation, Mike? And he said, yeah, he said, um, yep. Basically, open competition. Okay. He mentioned Dakota Dozier. He mentioned, and by the way, to clear this up, Ole Udo was a tackle who they converted to guard right before camp started. So out, of des- out of desperation. So basically, they called him and said, hey, dude, dude. Like, yeah, what? Ole, play guard. So he's playing guard after being a tackle. And then, and then Mike didn't mention a third name. He did mention a third name. Do you guys care to guess? Because I, I, I'm guessing here's where here's where you're thinking to yourself. Okay, Steve yeah. Hutchinson. Steve Hutchinson's oh. coming out of retirement. Declan, do you care to guess who the third name is? Hmm. Randall McDaniel uh, at age yeah, sixty, McDaniel with greatest stance fine. of all time. With that stance, of sort of uh, you know, that. anyone, Aaron Elling, like any other person that could just step in and play the position that's well, not even a kicker or a guard. Anything? No. Uh, no, uh, he mentioned, despite the fact that I've not seen this guy take a first-team rep yet, and I don't think we will, Drew Samia. Get nasty? Drew, who played, Who played? I looked this up again this afternoon when I was writing something. He started four games last year after Elfline got hurt, and was essentially, if you think Dakota was bad, he was essentially the worst-ranked offensive lineman during that time period in the league. <laughs> not, Mr. not guard. My Mr. Mankato pick for last season. Yeah, well, let's really just well. say let's just say the guy's name who was not broached was Wyatt Davis. So, okay, I have so many questions off this because I think we've spent a long time this offseason, rightfully so, commending the Vikings for all the work they've done in free agency to fix the defense, the Patrick Petersons, the Dalvin Tomlinsons. They bring in a third wide receiver who can return punts, kill two birds with one stone there, D.D. Westbrook. You draft Christian Derrissaw to be your franchise left tackle, and he's working his way back from from being nicked up. But the one thing, like if you could have gone back to last year, like what's the one, like the first thing you would fix in the middle of last season when you're watching Kirk Cousins crawl into the fetal position, you know, a half second after the ball is snapped, you would have said, "Oh my God, you got to get you got to get Dakota Dozier out of there, right?" I mean, would, is it fair to say that he is right now the odds-on favorite to be the starting right guard? Right now, if, if there was Vegas odds on positional battles, is Dakota Dozier the favorite to play right guard for the Minnesota Vikings in week one? Hold on a second. Let me look into my crystal ball here. Wait, I'll, I'll be right back. The answer is yes. Why? The answer is yes. He is the odds-on favorite. <laughs> Why? Well, okay. Well, first of all, let let me distance myself by saying... Judd Zolgad does not condone what he's about to say about what the Vikings are doing, okay? So this is not my – I'm going to tell you the why. I'm not going to agree with the why. Wyatt Davis has been clearly cross-training at center and guard, which surprised me, first of all. Second of all, last night when guys were 
held out of practice, and it wasn't a ton of guys because of the COVID precautions, Wyatt Davis didn't practice. He's been around Kellen Mond a lot, so he must not be vaxxed as well. And remember, when Zim talked last night, he talked about people who are smart and people who aren't smart, and he made it very clear, and it started with Kirk, but it made it very clear he was down on the guys who weren't vaxxed because he doesn't feel that he can trust them. He might be right about that. Okay, now we've got now we've got Samia, who they saw play four games at right guard last year, and it was a disaster. Yeah. We've got Udo, who they might like, but, I mean, tackle and guard aren't the same position. So if you played tackle throughout your career, it's not like you just moved to guard and you're like, ah, I, I'm a guard now. It's going to take a little bit of time. And Dakota Dozier. <laughs> it's a process of basically saying who's played there. And look, how they don't have a better option is beyond me. I don't get it. And I don't think that there's enough of a di- difference between right and left guard to justify this as, oh, he'll be better at right guard. So I am not in any way, shape, or form defending this, but that's how it appears, Declan. Okay, so real quick, real quick. I, I just pulled this up on Pro Football Focus because I, you sort of mentioned Drew Samia. I kind of blocked out the four games of Drew Samia from the beginning part of last year. Or right? as Cleveland. Because they, they replaced him. Yes, sir. And of the, like, 90 guys that played enough snaps to qualify as a guard last year, Drew Samia was second from the bottom in PFF grade. Dakota Dozier was sixth from the bottom last year in PFF grade. If you want to go just pass blocking, uh, it's a, it's about the same story. It's about the same story. So, like, that's amazing. So, so you're saying the three guys that are battling for that one position, two of them have already been deemed to be among the worst in the NFL last year, including Dozier, who's been in the league for like six years or something, five yep. years, right? Yeah. And the other one is a is a is a young, inexperienced, converted tackle. <laughs> That's where we're at. And I have not. Oh seen, my god, dude! And I have not seen, and I have not, I have not intently <sighs> watched every snap, uh, but with the first team. But I have not seen Samia take a first team snap yet. And I asked the question mm. once once Zimmer got done last night. I was told he has not. So. He threw Samia's name in, I think, is just sort of a, oh, and it could be him. The reality is this competition is between Ole Udo and Dakota Dozier. Oh, my God. So bad. Adam Turner comments here on the YouTube comment section, Purple Daily YouTube. They will play Dakota Dozier until Kirk gets the vaccine. Very effective. Is that is that is that what's happening? So at first it was, Kirk, if you don't restructure your contract, go back to March, right? Kirk, if you don't restructure your contract... Dakota Dozier is going to be your starting right guard or left guard. Oh, my God. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Uh, Kirk, if you don't get the vaccine now. Well, Becky and Judd, they have protocols in place for that, so everything's okay. So uh, we're not too worried about that. If Dakota Dozier's in play, there's protocols Mm. in place. There's protocols in place. Well, there should be a protocol that that boots him off the roster entirely. So, um, all right, well. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know what else to say because it's like the. I guess your only other your options right now are Wyatt Davis goes from just being like a third round pick that you've stashed on the third string um, of your practices right now. He's in no position to be starting in week one just based on where they have him right now. Yes. Um. So that would be option one. That's not going to happen. Option two would be either Samia. Well, I guess option two would be of those three guys, one of them somehow either gets way better in the next month or or Ole Udo like. Makes the transition flawlessly. Correct. And option three would be somebody pops up on the waiver wire between the third preseason game and week one that you can correct. just sign, right? Also correct. Yeah. yeah. I'm just telling you right now on August 1st as we have this discussion where this appears to be trending. 
That's all I can tell you, what I've seen. But so, like, wh- why is Wyatt Davis not getting run at the first or second team reps? Like, is why, like, why well, not? he might not I'm, be where I'm we really assume. Well, yeah, well, he's a third round pick. Yeah. Like, but I mean, ultimately, he's a third round pick. Well, I'll tell you right now, <laughs> I got bad news. If they don't make a move here, I think your week one starters are Rashad Hill at left tackle and Dakota Dozier at right guard. Holy I really cow. do. Right. I, now that means your offensive line will have gotten worse. I asked Zimmer last, last night. Year. I said, "Where is Derisaw at as far as your concern? Because he has not practiced. He has not taken part in one practice since he was drafted. So he he played through an injury at the end of the college season last year. He had core muscle surgery, which, by the way, is a big deal. At the end of last season, so I think it was January." He gets drafted in April, didn't practice at all in the OTAs or mini camp. Training camp starts. He's not practicing it yet. Now, Mike watched his words and said, I don't like to say this because of what, what happened with the tweak uh, comment with Daniel Hunter last year. But he said I, he should be back fairly soon here. But there's a long, that's a long stretch between he should be back practicing and, oh, he's going to step in and start. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you right now, I could see a scenario where – Rashad Hill at least starts the season at left tackle, especially if Darisaw gets back and coming off core surgery, you know, he's just not prepared to play yet. Yeah. Um, and by the way, yeah, I know people are commenting like I'm having weird internet issues here today. So I don't know. I don't know if it's the, if it's the training camp gremlins trying to, it's, mm-hmm. it's Dakota Dozier's people saying, how dare you slander Kirk. this amazing Kirk's beast. Upset. <laughs> Kirk's upset that you didn't sign off on Kirk. Yes. This morning, and now he's going to say, oh, and now you look perfect. So, apolo- yeah, well, apologies for look uh, at that. pixelated Look at that handsome here. guy in Seattle. So, all right, so what else? Okay, what else from last night? We've if you, if you want the full breakdown of Jake Browning's amazing night last night and Mike Zimmer putting a bunch of players uh, unvaccinated on blast, we did a full episode on that, which you can find uh, that we may touch on some of that here. But what else stood out to you? So we just – the offensive line is still very much in question – What's the what like? What's the most positive thing besides Jake Browning that you saw last night? The wide receiver was it KJ Osborne? The wide receiver core, the top of that core, I think is really good. Uh, actually, let's start here because we we should we're going to assume that this guy is great and, and not talk about him being great, and we we should give him credit, Justin Jefferson. Let's just start there, okay? Everything that I've seen so far in training camp practices makes it more absurd than ever that Justin Jefferson is not in the top 10 in this league in wide receiver lists going into this season. Justin Jefferson has taken a step. I swear to God, he's better. He's better. And I'm, I have never been so sure that barring that he, if he does not get get hurt, hopefully I've never been so sure that a player is going to have an unbelievable year. This kid works hard. His talent's off the bleeping charts. Um, he does things that most people can't do. And it's not like just hard work, like he's just a working man. I mean, he works hard, but he also has talent. This guy's going to be a pleasure to watch. And and if this offense opens things up, and by the way, Kirk can make these throws. So this is not like, uh, oh, Kirk can't get, get him the ball. He can. I think Justin Jefferson is sitting on an enormous year and all of this nonsense about, you know, well, he's not a top 10 guy, which we've seen um, is going to be gone quickly. 
Yeah. So I, if we're trying to find a positive here, he's a superstar. Like he's not a nice player. He's not a star. I think he's a legit superstar. I think by the end of this year, we're talking about a guy in the league might be top five. And I'm not kidding. I mean, he he also just seems like a workaholic type yeah. of a guy. Like he's, and that's the way Stefan Diggs was too. You know, there's not that like, like Odell Beckham Jr. is is probably more famous for like, well, he the one-handed catch. If you're ranking the things he's famous for, one-handed catch. But then like the boat photo, and then spazzing out and uh, and running into the kicking net, right? Like, so just being kind of a diva and stuff. I feel like Justin Jefferson and Stefan Diggs. Although they both have large personalities, and Diggs has definitely gone off the rails a couple times, mm-hmm. those guys are just like sort of under the radar grinders that the Vikings have been lucky to have, and hopefully it stays that way for Justin Jefferson. But that's that's awesome to start with for sure. I, th- I think the scary thing too about Jefferson is Jefferson stepped in day one and was well. He, I know he was out the first two weeks; he wasn't used that much, but he stepped in in his rookie season and was a dominant figure the entire course of the year, where Stefan Diggs, similar story. He was inactive, I believe, even for his first few games of his rookie season. He made a nice little impression. He had a nice little end of the year. But it wasn't even the Justin Jefferson level, and then he had that insane work ethic, and now he became the receiver who he is today. To Judd's point, Jefferson comes in kind of an afterthought for the first two weeks, but solidifies himself as a, a top five, essentially top ten wide receiver in the league. Yep. And now the sophomore slump can always exist with players because the book comes out on you, especially in football. They can figure out ways to slow you down. But what Judd's saying is this dude will literally step in and then be just as good, if not better, than he was last season. I mean, like Julio Jones, I'm trying to think of like rookie wide receivers that stepped in and made an immediate impact and then also became, you know, the upper echelon, the elite tier of tight end, uh, wide receivers in years two and three. And you're talking about Justin Jefferson literally breaking that mold. And it's very rare that that receiver position can just do that right away. Yeah, yeah. it often takes like year three until the real breakout happens. And so he did it in year one. The difference, I think, is, is this. So Diggs uh, came in and Dex, you're right, he didn't play immediately. <laughs> Hopefully Jefferson plays better than Phil's Wi-Fi. That's not nice. Come on. I mean, it's uh, true. I don't know what's happening. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I got a yeah. bolt in like five minutes anyway. But I can hear so. you fine. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the difference is this. So when, so to Diggs's last day here, there, there were some people, they always, we always grouped Thielen and Diggs. And there were some pe- people who I think honestly preferred Thielen. Like you heard that, like it's Thielen and Diggs. And I was always like, nah, I think it's Diggs. I think it's Diggs. And then the, Thielen's great, but he's not that guy. Right. With, with Jefferson, there will be no conversation. Yeah. Like the talent. Um, I, I mean, Diggs was a fifth round pick. Jefferson's a first round pick. By the end of this year, there will not be a conversation of, well, but what about Thielen, too? It will be Justin, 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 Adam Thielen. Yeah. Um, other wide receiver news that, that came out from Friday into Saturday. So BC Johnson suffered a torn ACL in practice on Friday during a one-on-one drill, and he's out for the season now. Um, I don't think he was, especially after the D.D. Westbrook signing, I don't think he was a legitimate threat for the third wide receiver spot. But, like, he was part of the battle for keeping five or six wide receivers. So yeah. so now it kind of feels like it's Thielen in order, right? It's going to be Jefferson slash Thielen. D.D. Westbrook probably has the best inside track to be the punt returner, third wide receiver. Yep. Is K.J. Osborne now sort of fourth on that list? I think so. He's looked absolutely great. He is... Um, in fact, the first the first really nice deep throw that Browning made 
last night was caught along the sideline right in front of me. In fact, I damn near died trying to get. Uh, <laughs> you can find that video on Score North TikTok and Instagram. Oh, you got a TikTok too. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. TikTok. Um, but he we're kind of we're kind of crushing on TikTok right now. Dex has been pushing it. Humble brag, we are killing it on TikTok. I downloaded TikTok <laughs> myself yesterday. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen it's some weird. Bleep. One of my I'll favorite texts right I ever I received from you yesterday. By the way, I just downloaded TikTok. I did. I just yeah. yeah. When are you going to start doing dances? I got Come TikTok on. A, little a little bit of yeah. this, a little bit of no, that. Actually, no, oh don't do dances. Actually, yeah, don't. Why not? Do I, don't say, I, I could, I could see it. I could see you do a little. Yeah, a little of these, one of those, one of these, one of those. Yep. Hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Keep that going. Me and the, me and the suit stall. Yeah. You in suits, getting bought out and doing dancing. That's all you got to yeah, do. Yeah, we like right dance. Now. We yeah. like dance. Get that for a screen grab, somebody, or a emoji, or whatever the hell you call it. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. An, so an anyway, yeah. Osborne looks fantastic. Looks really good, and I think he's. I think he's a legit threat. And here's the thing: so Westbrook is clearly going to return punts because he can, and I think I really think that he is the new Bobby Wade. Uh, I think he's going to be. He's going to be, you know, if nothing I don't, else. I don't hear that and think good things. Like, no, I feel like. You got to understand, Mike Zimmer is right. He doesn't want a guy that can fumble. He wants a guy that can fair catch it or return it like Cheryl's could. But the thing with with Westbrook is coming off an ACL. He has done nothing so far in camp except return punts. Um, if he has slowed at all, I think Osborne's got, uh, got a chance not to. Westbrook's going to make the team. Osborne's got a chance, though, I think, to get some serious reps early in the season if Westbrook's not prepared as the third guy. So far, he's been impressive. I'm not saying he's going to be a Pro Bowl player, but, I mean, he's a draft pick. He's a decent player, and he has shown flashes, and he's got speed. I really – I he's a guy if, – if I had to pick a guy who has stood out so far, he's probably up there. Nice, nice. Um, by the way, if you're if you're hanging out with us on the on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, click the subscribe button and the bell notification, and then in turn, we will give you daily Vikings entertainment. Sometimes more. Like today, we're giving you twice a day That's Vikings right. entertainment. We're well, doing we're doing two a days. They're not even doing two a days at camp. They took we're doing the day two off, Phil. They took the day off. Was he's. I was the, I'm the quarterbacks coach right now who stepped in and was throwing extra passes because all the quarterbacks uh, went out. You know, you <laughs> guys did you, you guys did your work this morning. I was on my way to try to break 100, and I'll have more info on that on weekend statements tomorrow on Mackie and Judd. Can't but I, I, I'm just stepping in and trying to try to make some throws here while I can. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, that QB's coach has an arm on him. I'd hope so. Like he, could, he, he might need to throw a lot more passes this tomorrow. week. For practice, I don't they brought practice. in someone. They're bringing in someone for a workout tomorrow named uh, Case. Is it Case Cookus or something? I, I don't uh, remember. Case Cookus, Case Cookus, the St. John's, uh, and also QB, Jackson, Jackson, yeah, yeah, Jackson By the way, uh, they practice Goff tomorrow, well. so those workouts tomorrow are probably going to be part of practice or before practice, so they can practice. They just need practice arms. They do. They need. They need to fill like seventy-five throws or something. You know. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, I, I'm going to bolt and let, and let the backup, uh, quarterbacks coach jump in here. Declan, when you're just, when your uh, thing cleared up. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been off and on. It's been off and on. But I mean, now now it does look, it's been looking good for the last few minutes. So now has it really, well, maybe I'll just sit here silently and smile. You you tell whatever plans you are that, Hey, the internet now works in my Michael McDonald, uh, fresh t-shirt. Yeah. Very nice. Michael McDonald. Such a long way to go. Okay, that'd, uh, that'd be about it then. Oh, wait, I'll TikTok dance. 
My comment makes it up every time I speak uh, of Phil's internet. You're right. Yes, yeah. it's, it's 100% correct. Yeah. All right. So, um, another cheap plug we just hit a brand new Mackie and Judd monthly download record mm-hmm. in the month of July. So, Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, those are our two daily shows. So, thank you guys for hanging out with us on a daily basis. All right, I'm going to let you guys continue on with All right, Purple man. after. Talk dark. to you tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow, brother. Goodbye. Bye. All right, and also, Judd, I just sent you a text message on your production meeting. Um, you know what, because I think this could be actually a lot of fun. We typically do event line show on Sunday. I recorded one with a couple fans uh, yesterday. Why don't we turn this in, and let's see what happens here, by the way. We'll yeah, you got questions or thoughts on the quarterback? If if you guys want to turn this into a little mini event line episode, let's, uh, let, let's make that happen. If you want to join the show with me Look and Judd, you, shoot me an email, mm-hmm. vikingsventline at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I will gladly bring you on the screen. You have questions about training camp. You have questions to Judd about TikTok. You have questions to Judd about his favorite beers or the weekend shenanigans mm-hmm. that I have gotten into. We want to keep it football-related personally uh, because we don't want to make it all about us. But if you have football questions and anything else that we is happening talk about the quarterbacks. Camp, if you have the quarterbacks on- coach, or if you want to – you know what? If you, have, if you have a former quarterback play in your day, you might be able to have a good tryout here this week at TCO. As long as you don't swear, you can talk about That's what right. you think. We- I, I will say this. Phil and I, Dex, talked for a long time this morning on the topic of, just from a football standpoint, Yep. What should this team do? Like, do you, do you go get a veteran backup now who who you can play? What what happened? The, the problem is this: what happened to Kirk last night could happen five more times. If he's yes. not va- if he's not vaxxed, they're going to continue. If he's exposed to it, they're going to continue to be like, okay, you you have to sit. And it's not our rules; it's the league. No. And I get the frustration with that, but they ain't changing. So, the interesting thing, and, and as Mike talked about in his press conference last night, is the expectations for this team are so high and like this team should be good. I'm not joking about that. That's not, that's not a pipe dream thing. This is a good team. This team has the potential. If this defense gels, um, they certainly have the skill position guys offensively, which, you know, Dalvin cook, um, the receivers, Irv Smith looks fantastic. I know. I can't tell you enough. I mean, Irv Smith, with with the ghost of Kyle gone now, like Kyle's no longer around to be like, well, am I going to get the ball? Hmm. I I think Irv Smith's sitting on a significant year. In, in fact, it's crystal clear now. Your receivers are Jefferson, Thielen, and then the third guy will play at times, yep. but Irv Smith is going to get the ball a ton. I, yeah. I would say, just a guess, I would say that Irv Smith and Dalvin Cook are going to have more receptions than like, Westbrook, um, or or who who ever established himself as that third guy, they might be okay, but KJ Osborne and Westbrook will not have as many catches, I don't think, as Irv Smith Jr. and Dalvin Cook. Here, here's where I stand on it. And look, I excuse I'm, me, I'm pouring my beer. Yep, I didn't do that. And by the way, again, if you seriously want to, if people want to come on and join the yeah, show, shoot me an email: VikingsVentline at gmail.com. Bring a beverage on with you. Uh, if you have questions about training camp with Judd or myself, please shoot me an email. I'll put you in queue. We have a couple that are already coming in. Just don't swear. Um, yeah, we please don't swear. This is a family friendly show. No matter how badly this team, the last I like to swear when I'm not on you want to swear. But... And same, same. I can. I know Judd does too. The only thing is, and look, I'm not going to turn it into you guys hashed it out this morning. Um, I saw the news come down last night. I was incredibly frustrated. Um, and I know a lot of Vikings fans should be incredibly frustrated. And coach um, was. And coach was Mike Zimmer. Rightfully so, was frustrated. 
I don't know how anyone, as I get in my soapbox here just for 30 seconds, I don't know how anyone can look at Kirk Cousins and defend him vehemently over all these situations that say, well, he doesn't have a defense, he doesn't have an offensive line, the circumstances don't work, and all he has to do, all he has to do is get something that the league has set up for him to make it successful, and he still hasn't done it, and now he's out, and it could happen again. It's incredibly frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating to see that as a fan, as a person of the media, as someone who wants us to see this team be successful, mm-hmm. that last 24 hours, and I've calmed down more, even though it might not sound like I have, it is incredibly frustrating to see what transpired last night and the ramifications that will have to take place for the rest of this first week of training camp. And football is the one sport, and Judd, you know this better than anyone, football is the one sport, training camp, practicing, repetition, playbook, that stuff matters more than a lot of people probably think it doesn't matter. You just plug in and play. No, in football, no. It, it, yep. it matters an incredible amount. It's not, it's not baseball. It's not hockey. It's not basketball. You can't just come on here and, and shoot a basketball or, or, or shoot a, or hit a baseball. This, this, and that the repetition and knowing the playbook and knowing this stuff is an crucial part of being a successful team. And for someone like that to just be oblivious over it, over some personal belief to me, is extremely frustrating, well, and that is the end of my rant. Well, yeah, and but it's not it, – it's the league's rules, so I don't – like, forget what he believes because that's him, and that's fine. I'm just – yeah, just from a standpoint of football. So, like – because we can debate what you believe and what I believe, and it doesn't – you know, I mean, that's fine. Uh, p- people who are watching this right now might believe a different thing. Totally they're right. They, and they might be right. I don't know. All I know is this. When you have a team that's as good as the Vikings could be, and you are run the risk, and, I mean, you're going to run it every week. That's the problem. The league's got you here. And and they've decided that they're going to punish players who aren't vaxxed, and there are a lot of good players who aren't. This will ruin at least, I think, two uh, two teams. Like, this will ruin their season. The question is, are you going to be, because I'm not going to say right now that Kirk is going to ruin the year for the Vikings, but the potential exists. But there will be a couple teams who are divided locker room wise. And also, more importantly, guys can't play. Uh, what happened yesterday, which by the way, was before a practice. So, okay. Could happen before the Packers game. And are you telling me that you want to see Jake Browning play? Oh, it was great. He play, you know, no. Um, what Jake Browning did last night was awesome. And I was happy for Jake. He's been on the practice squad for two years. And you know what? In that practice, he did a very nice job. Uh, and I think he probably won a lot of praise internally with the team from the coaching staff and the players. And that's great. But the reality is if that occurs on a Sunday in, you know, take your pick November, it's a different story, man. Right. Um, and if you want this team to win, and this show is all about what? A championship, a Super Bowl, t- a Lombardi trophy. Before we die. Being paraded down I-94 in a town that I guarantee you that day will be closed down. And I don't mean in a bad way. I mean closed for business because we are celebrating a Lombardi trophy. Before, yep, before I die, before Phil and you die, which will be hopefully a long time from now. After I die. Yeah. Um, but if we're going to get there, Dex, uh, your quarterback has to play. So so I, I just I want to articulate this as much as possible because I don't want to alienate people with the politics here. The politics is not what we're doing. I agree. What we're doing is the football. Yep. Um, and look, the reality is this. 
I bet you if you sat down for a drink with Zim, okay? Which I'd love to do. Yeah. Oh, I would too. But I, I bet if you sat down uh, and stripped away football, which would be impossible, but let's say for a second that you did that, I bet Mike and you, Declan, would not agree on a lot of politics. No. Like, I like I bet you would have, right. But I'm, I'm just saying, which is also fine. I don't yeah. know if you're right, if he's right. Uh, but the reality is his reaction last night had nothing to do with a social belief of, you know, when I leave here, this is what I think. It had to do with one thing. And that's where we should all be on the same page. What's going to get you to win football games? Yep. And that's where I and that's where I want this to go. Like exactly. I, my Twitter timeline is aflame with political I beliefs. I bet. I um, bet. and look again, I'm not criticizing that, but I'm just saying that that's not that's not the goal here. Because you know, the reason why, and I I have said this for years, the reason why I love this job and sports talk is because when it comes to religion and politics. I ain't changing your mind and right. you ain't changing I, mine. I, I but when it comes more. to sports, but when it comes to sports, guess what? I've sat down and been like, oh yeah, that's a really good point. Couldn't I like that more. point. Right? So Couldn't you change more. your mind. Um, and that's where, the, and that's, but I, that's where I want this to be. You know, don't look at the politics. Don't look at the religion of Kirk Cousins. Look at the football player. Cause at the end, cause you ain't going to be friends with him once he's done playing. Yep. He's a football player. Yep. And and when you make as much as he does, that's got to be the biggest consideration. And that's what Mike was trying to say last night. And I can't di- I can't disagree with that. Although that will rub some of the locker room the wrong way. Couldn't agree more. And and again, yeah, we're not going to turn that into a political discourse thing. We want this team to win a Super Bowl. That's what we care about. Yeah, that's it's called what we purple, care about. Purple, purple daily, daily, and also not Democrat or Republican daily. Yeah. And also, it's Purple Daily After Dark, so we're, we're going to talk about a, a few things, too, that are a little off-canter, and we want to have a good time with everyone that comes on the show, and you're welcome to join the show, vikingsventline at gmail.com here. We'll see what happens. And my guy, Derek, who was on Ventline on Saturday, is uh, in the room here, ready to join us as well. We'll get to him in just a little bit. Um, th- th- that's what we care about. We, we care about this team wanting to win a Super Bowl and putting our p- team, this team, in a position, to putting everyone else in the best position possible to win a Super Bowl. And now when Jake Browning is going to be your only active quarterback, um, as of it stands right now, on Monday, Tuesday, oh, Wednesday. Come on, you're signing a bunch of guys who played Division yeah. three. Don't, don't worry about you're, it. You're literally, like, anyone, anyone. Know. You know, I, I, I went to St. Cloud State. There's no longer a football team there, and I don't want to get into that debate. But Philip Klopaki was an amazing quarterback at St. Cloud State. If Philip Klopaki wants to come on and play some quarterback for the Vikings this week, I'm all for it. Or when come the court- on the show. Or come on the show, too. If uh, the quarterback's coach has to step in and throw passes to guys, we're we're – we're not sitting in, in the in the best spot we can be. So, yes, I, I want this team to win a Super Bowl, and that's all I care about. Um, we do have Derek in here, Judge. We get into here, yeah, we'll let's get gonna, to Derek and yes, let's see what he absolutely. wants to say here. He was on Ventline with me on Saturday. He's been on our Ventline shows before. We'll bring him on. He's uh, in the Air Force. He is in the U.K. Derek, what's up, buddy? Good to see you again on Ventline. Yeah, good to see you, hey, too. Hey, Judd. Hey, Declan. It's really uh, crazy you mentioned uh, club hockey. He actually was in my high school. Are you kidding? He graduated from Princeton. No. Yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome. He, yeah, he uh, has a bunch of records in basketball and everything. It's crazy. Yeah, he was he was a stud at St. Cloud State, That's man. He was there when I was name. there for four years. Yeah. He was. He was a dual threat. He could throw. He could run. He was a pretty damn good quarterback. So, yes, yeah. he wants to play quarterback for the Vikings this week. Sign him up. Sign him up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Browning, he kind of – he looked decent. It surprised mm-hmm. me. It really did. Yeah, he – well, he, he's been practicing practice squad guy, but for two years, I think he's got capability. The problem is this, though. So developing him is awesome. That's fine. 
But the reality is behind Kirk right now, you don't have anyone who's ever thrown a regular season National Football League pass. And if this team was like expected to be okay, I might be like, oh, that's fine. You know, if if Browning has to play, play him. The problem is they're expected to be good. Um, they're in a conference that's certainly not great. And so I'm not saying that Browning couldn't be a, pre- a pleasant surprise if he has to play, but I am saying it could also be a disaster. And that's that's the thing. My feeling about this entire roster and COVID and back situation would be a little bit different if I didn't think that this team should be and will be, if healthy, a contender for a division title and can make a playoff run, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, like that's the thing. So, like, we can't kid ourselves in, into, well, Browning did look pretty good, so that might – I mean, it's a practice in July. Yeah. Um, I just need you to have – I'm not, if Kirk goes out for a long time, it's it's done. I totally get that. Yeah. But, you know, let's say he goes out for four games. I need a guy that can go – Two and two, like yeah. I like I think can get you there. So that's the thing. You're cracking a beverage there over yeah, there. Yeah, pop. Oh yeah, of course. I got the IPA over here. Because you're in the UK. What 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 beverage Let's we got? Oh, okay, a little a Blue Ranger. Ranger. Yeah, yeah. They don't got Surly's over here, sadly. Oh, here I'll okay. I'll hand you mine right now. Here, oh, here perfect. You go. Thank you. Nice, yeah. <laughs> uh, Derek. What else? though? any anything else from training camp that's been standing out that you want to ask Judd? Anything uh, that's been going on? I mean. Yeah, I mean, the Browning thing's crazy. I agree with you, Judd. I think uh, they should really, this Case Kukas guy, I don't even know who that is. Heard. He sounds like a made-up football player, honestly. <laughs> I, found, I found him on Wikipedia, or I would say it was BS. I agree with you completely. <laughs> but, I mean, he's just a camp arm. The, the, yeah. the, the one thing I would love to know is, are they having internal discussions now since they got a scare already about – should we bring in and, and look, I'll say this name, try not to laugh, but he's played before like Blake Bortles. Should we bring in a guy like that yeah. just to, cause he's done this before. Like he at least knows how a game flow works. I just think, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things that we assume professional quarterbacks can do that. If you put a kid in who doesn't have the experience, he might panic. And this team can't afford that part. Like I need you to, to hand the ball off to Dalvin correctly. I need you to fulfill that part of the commitment to give me a chance to win. Uh, And yeah, Case Kukas is not going to be your guy to do that. (laughs) No, not at all. Uh, Yeah, but the line scares me too. I mean, I know we talked about that Declan on the vent line. Mm -hmm. I I like the theory you had, Judd, about uh, Dozier kind of being like a segue for Ole Udo. Yeah. Just because, like, yeah, I think I truthfully think that that's the route that they're going to go. I don't think Dozier starts week one. I really don't. I mean, it it looks like right. it, but I I mean, it's the Minnesota Vikings too. I don't want to put anything past this team. I've experienced a lot in my twenty two years of life. Keep in mind, Dozier started, I believe, all sixteen games last season. Okay, like that's all that we need to say. Yeah. Um, but you know what? You might be right. Uh. I'm just surprised that if they they were going to attempt to have Udo at right guard, that they didn't do this before. And I don't know if like Wyatt Davis came in and didn't impress them as much as they expected, but it does seem weird. And what what was really odd last night was for Zim to mention Drew Samia, 
Because I got to think there is no chance on God's green earth, unless I'm missing something, that Drusamia has any chance to start again. Like, yeah. I mean, it was four games of guard torture. He he was, again, one of the, if not the worst offensive linemen during that stretch. Not guard. Every offensive lineman graded, he was the worst. That's a lot. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, it's just, I, I feel like I love Zim. I love Zimmer. I love the old-fashioned grind. Uh, I'm blanking on the word. Like, smash-mouth football. That's what yes. Zim wants to play. Yes. He has that really, he has that old head mentality. And I feel like with Wyatt Davis, I feel like he's kind of, he views it like he's a rookie. He needs to take his licks. And like, yeah, Samia and Dozier are bad, but they're veterans. So it's like, I don't know. It's just, that's, that's the only feasible thought process I could think on why what's happening is happening. I like it for sure. Derek, thanks thanks for coming on, man. Of course. You take care. Talk soon. Yeah, you too. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely perplexing, Judd. I mean, I, I, I you tweeted the video of, of you know Davis taking snaps with Kellen Mond um, earlier in the part of the training camp. I, I to to the life of me, Judd, like I just I don't understand. All right, first team, fine, but like, is there an injury we don't know about? Like, I, I, I truly, I don't understand why he isn't getting some type of reps, man. Is it just because he's a rookie? Like, what is it? It might be he's not as as prepared to play as they thought. Like we all assume this, Dak. So. Like, what we think, we try to put the pieces of the puzzle together. He's a third-round pick, and he might not be as far along. I I don't know. Um, And if they had another option that I liked, I'd be like, okay, I totally get that. But they really don't. Um, Yeah, it it is. Look, when it comes, it's it's weird. We still aren't to the day where the offensive line, the first team, all gets out there, and we're like, makes total sense. Every year, it's like there's one or two guys they're doing something weird with. I mean, I'll never forget. I think it was during the playoff year. Mm-hmm. I think it was 17. Mm-hmm. When Remmers, wow. Remmers got moved. So he was a right tackle before, and he was actually fine. He was he was a very serviceable right Service. tackle. Yeah. Yep. Not, but, I mean, he didn't kill you. He wasn't great, but he didn't kill you. Yep. So then they get injuries. I think it was, was it Nick Easton got hurt? And Remmers got moved to guard where, and I remember going to Vikings PR and I'm like, Hey, I can't find this. Can you guys tell me uh, how much has Mike played guard before? And they're like, Oh no, this is the first time ever. And he was terrible. I mean, he had no clue and I don't blame him at the time. Yeah. And, but it's always, we talk about the, about the line decks, like the whole thing stinks, which is not true. The reality is there's always like, if it's a puzzle, there's always a couple pieces where you're like, what are you even doing right. here? Right. Um, we do need to keep in mind, though, when it comes to left tackle, if Rashad Hill has to start and if uh, Christian Derrissaw is not prepared to play and not up to speed, we need to keep reiterating that Riley Reef is coming off a really good year. Mm-hmm. So that that's Kirk's blind side. And that's a side where Kirk can be stripped from very easily. And all of that goes into... Let's not underestimate opening week at left tackle and be like, well, Reef's gone. That's good enough. Okay. Yep. Um, I thought Darisaw would start. I'm now not convinced. Rashad Hill works his ass off. He's been around for a long time. I like what he brings as a backup, but if he is your left tackle, I'm very concerned. So that's the way the line is. It's always like there's a couple pieces at least 
where you're like, it's just a head scratcher. I agree. Let's bring in a couple more guests here, Judd, as we uh, keep going this Purple Daily after dark. Let's uh, let's bring our guy Jay on. Jay, what's going on, man? Hey, How are you? What's going on? Hey, I got, this, I got this wonderful view for you guys right now. I'm down on 19th Avenue. Okay, yeah. Hanging out bank. overlooking the bank, yo. It actually is uh, sided up well, too. They finally finished that construction, so it's not a complete bleep show on the side of it. looks actually pretty oh, nice. Yeah. I'm excited for the sun to go down a little bit more. Yeah. I'm great. willing to bet there's bars be- behind you where Declan's been incredibly intoxicated before. <laughs> Maybe a couple. Not a lot, but a couple. All right, yeah. Hey, so I'm just uh, – I came up to Minneapolis my first time up here. Uh, I'll actually be at the training camp tomorrow, uh, nice. so – it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. But nice, I wanted to bring a little bit of positivity because yeah. there's a couple of things that I'm actually really excited about. And we hear all about the stuff that we could work on. But uh, from mm. what I've heard from Harrison Smith and from the All Things Covered uh, Pat Pete's uh, podcast that he does, they're both really hyped up about what Xavier Woods has been bringing. And I haven't really heard a lot of uh, a lot of talk about him at all. He's just kind of been under the radar as one of the pieces that we picked up this offseason yeah judd have, have you seen him at all at, at training camp so far he to jay's point i mean pat p and harrison smith have really been talking him up as a as a big integral part of their so, defense so in practice he doesn't he has not really um to use a football football term he's not really flashed but the good the good thing is and i think he talked to the media the first or second day after practice first of all he seems like a really smart guy second of all i think what he's going to bring is stability but keep in mind, Anthony Harris did not all of a sudden go from what? I think he was tied for the league lead in 2019 with six picks to zero because he stunk. He did that because those corners last year were really rough. So I think Woods is, is being plopped into a position to succeed now. Like, I think the secondary is going to be much improved. I think, hopefully, knock on wood, Pat P comes back after a couple of not great years and rebounds a lot but yeah i think the safety positions are going to be solid now the good thing and harris showed us this in 2019 and if woods has the stability as well he'll show the same thing is that's the safety position that can benefit a ton from the corners being good and competent i guess is the best word and harrison smith causing havoc right so that's that's what gets you picks because in in Woods's case, he can sort of be a ball hawk, which I think he can be. Uh, I think he's smart enough to be too. So it's not that I've seen him make a ton of plays, but I like what he brings. I like his intelligence. And I think that the safety playing opposite Smith, if your defense is as good as this one should be, which should be much improved from 2020, uh, 2020, it puts you in a prime position to put up some really good stats. Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds and lake muck. Aquaside has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lakeshore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Also, I was listening to Daniel Hunter's, you know, post-training camp press conference or whatever. I was wondering what you've seen from uh, Patrick Jones uh, so far this uh, training camp. He's a depth guy right now. I I heard during minicamp and OTAs that he looked fantastic. 
I'm not going to be surprised if he gets a chance at right at right end. But let's talk about Daniil for a second. Um, because one, he's basically as far as I can tell, and they're, they're going to put on the pads for the first time tomorrow. So that's going to be the first time that we actually see guys hit or they've hit sort of, but they don't, they're not supposed to at this point, they will start on Monday. But the thing with Daniil is this, okay, for what they've done, he's looked back at full speed, which is great to see. And I noticed him in practices, he was moving to the right end. He's playing on the left side, some still, but he's, going to the right end. I think at one point I saw him standing up. So I asked Zim about that yesterday, and I'm like, what's the plan here? And he said, he, he did not try in mince words. He said flat out, he's going to move around because there's no reason to tip off teams to him being in the same place consistently. So he's going to play right end, left end. They've got some packages designed, and I don't know if they're going to unveil them or not, though, where guys who ordinarily have a hand down or are standing up as well. So I think they're going to get super creative and might try and make up for, for the fact that that right-hand position is sort of up in the air right now. They might try and gloss over that a little bit by giving Daniil run there. And that, to me, is an absolute key. Because if you get creative and, and teams don't know where 99 is going to be, and now they really can't chip him because if he's not in the same place consistently, it's going to be a little bit tougher it won't be impossible i think that could put that's going to be absolutely imperative for success of this defense and if he's back after the neck surgery it's huge so there have been about three things i've seen that i've really liked and hunter being back at full strength or it looks like it and potentially playing both sides and the vikings being more creative with his usage is it's huge because he's a nightmare. That guy mm-hmm. is a nightmare. So uh, among positives, that's way up there in my opinion. When I when I heard that he was standing up in practice, that took me back to that uh, Cardinal Seahawks game last year, the first one of the season, where I was watching. I was it wasn't a blitz, but it was it was they had all seven people at the line all standing up, and they dropped all of their D linemen and they right. rushed just linebackers. And Wilson just completely fell apart on that play. And it was, yep. a, I believe, a sack, a pack, sack for a loss, a big loss. And yep. that was during like a two-minute drill or something. And that's where Barr can rush too at times. And that's Brandon. exactly what I was thinking. Get they Barr need in to, I, I think they finally came to the correct conclusion. They need to get more creative consistently. Like they're, I, Mike's got his principles, right? Like the A-gap principle. And he's got his principles. But if you look at teams now, exactly what you just said, what's the number one factor? It's creativity and showing things that you don't show. And if I don't know, if I'm an opposing offense and I don't know where Daniil Hunter is going to be, my life becomes sort of hellish, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's a it's a huge thing. Um, and don't forget, too, going back to when Daniil broke out, one of the big stories that came back then was he was on the scout team his rookie year, and the Vikings were going to play the Broncos. And he played the scout role of DeMarcus Ware. And Zimmer saw him, and because I think at the time the Broncos played a 3-4, Daniil was standing up. And Mike's like, he's better that, that way. And they said he is not as comfortable at that time with a hand in the ground. And Mike's like, well, then why are we doing that? <laughs> So, like, there's ways to do this, but I really do think 
the creativity and, and, and coming up with constructive personnel packages might be something that we start to see a lot more to try and to try and at least uh, paint over the weaknesses that potentially exist. I can't wait to see what those look like because I know Mike Zimmer can do it. Mm-hmm. I know he's definitely got the defensive mind to cook up some pretty crazy stuff. Absolutely. Just needs to get into that bag just a little more. Yeah, and I think he might. I think he might. Jay, thanks, thanks, man. Great stuff, dude. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yep, enjoy Appreciate the day, you, dude. Thank you, man. Yeah, it is. It is hilarious watching how this defensive line can hopefully work for him. And yeah, Daniel Hunter's maturity has been amazing to watch over the last few years. Just yeah. from someone who was a late, uh, wasn't a first round pick, I should say, right. uh, but someone who has literally turned into one of the best pass rushers in the league. And he was obviously he missed all of twenty twenty, but I'm excited to see what he can do in twenty twenty one. If he's healthy, he is a he is a nightmare. But I mean, I if he's great. He's fun to watch. I love it. Uh, let's uh, let's get Andrew on here. Andrew's waiting on. Andrew, what's up, buddy? You're on Vikings Event Line. How you doing? Hi, Andrew. Good, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, man. You got us okay? Yeah, yeah. All good, all good. So I want to start this out by just saying love you guys. Been watching the show for a while. Thank you. Great. And uh, I want to ask, coming out of uh, training camp, how are the cornerbacks looking? Especially, uh, you know, how's Cam Dantzler looking going up against competition? It's a great question. Rough night last night. So so it's weird. Bashad Breland had shoulder surgery after last year, and it didn't come out that, that he had until the spring after he had signed here, okay? Mm-hmm. So it turns out, I think, that part of why he didn't get more feelers and get signed quicker was because obviously teams knew that despite the fact the surgery was not reported. Now it's my contention that if he can get back to camp soon and he's doing stuff, he's just not a full participant that it's going to be Patrick Peterson and Breland on the outside, Mackenzie Alexander in the nickel right now it's Dantzler. Um, And I'm going to tell you this. It's still been rough. Uh, He gave about four passes last night. He is, it's not a lack of effort and trying, but I would like to see Breland there because I think Zim's defenses are complex enough and have enough wrinkles that a veteran is probably more likely to thrive than a guy like Dantzler right now, which does not mean Dantzler can't develop and become good. So I haven't seen, I guess I haven't seen the progress that I thought I might see. But that being said, I like the fact that they now have a veteran cushion there. It's why, and it's why I was so surprised a year ago that they went with a young core there. Like it'll work. It's like no, it won't. Not in this. Not for this guy in this defense. I mean, Mike Zimmer demands so much, and it it's great when it's good from his corners. So, it uh, Dantzler's not looked great so far, but he's played a ton, which is good. And I ultimately think the goal is Breland, Peterson, Alexander when they, they use three corners. And I'll be curious to see that. And I will say this. I have no idea if Breland is good or not, like where he stands. But as far as corners go, he is wired exactly right, man. He is smart. He loves to talk. That guy lacks zero confidence. And that's one position yeah. Where you want that. Like, you want the cocky guy. You do not want the, oh, my God, I gave up a big play. My life <laughs> is about, you want the guy who gives up a play and is like, screw that. I'm going r- right back. But, yeah, Dantzler I, Dantzler, I don't think 
in their perfect world will start. Got it. Got it. Um, also, staying in the secondary, how do you feel about Xavier Woods? How has he performed so far? Just talked about that. I, he he looks good. Um, I, I think if the secondary comes around and is where it should be, that safety thrives. That Sweet. safety, because Harris, you know, I think he tied for the league lead in 2019 with six picks. Yep. He yep. had zero last year. He didn't get crappy. The defense changed, and the corners weren't good, and, and he was trying to probably cover and make up for weaker corner play. So I think Woods has put himself in a perfect position, and he seems smart. So I think what he'll he'll do, I, I mean, Harrison Smith is so good and can cause so much havoc himself, and it's not that he consistently always makes great plays, but I think what he does is he puts his teammates also in position to make plays. So the key guy to me is Peterson. Cause like he has not been great of late, but he's a veteran guy. He's a very, he, he's extremely intelligent as to the facets of the game, but he is the absolute key because if he's cooked, it's going to be trouble. If he rebounds, it could be pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent agree. I'm, I feel that um, Harrison Smith is Harrison Smith and Eric Kendricks are the yep. two big pieces in the secondary that as long as they stay at a strong level and as long as they continue to perform how they've been performing and God hope no injuries. That's, right. that's the one thing that screwed yes. us over last year mm-hmm. is injuries. And I mean, it's just stuff like that. And Patrick Peterson, I would say, I, I think he's going to rebound. I see him. If rebounding. he does, it'll, it'll be good. Yep. Yeah. They, the guys that can't lose are Hunter uh, Bolts, Kendricks, mm-hmm. Harrison Smith, and at least one of the two tackles. So I don't know which one, but if they go down the, those guys, it changes the dynamic and personality of that defense completely. Um, do you guys, how long do you think the quarterbacks are going to be out because of COVID-19 right now? So I, I believe, um, Judd, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, both Kirk and Mond are out at least for through five days, right? They can't return to practice until five no, days. No, Kirk and Stanley are out for f- five days. Here's the irony. Mond is out until he gets two, I believe, in a 48-hour period, negative COVID tests. He could actually be back tomorrow or Tuesday. So the, guy with, so the guy who triggered this because he's vaxxed, yes, yes. In the quarterback room, Browning and Mond are vaxxed. Kirk and Nate Stanley are not. So the league basically says, if you're not vaxxed, you can't be, I, I believe for the next five days, the only things that Stanley and Cousins can do from their homes is take part in virtual meetings, but they can't show up. They, they can't even come in to the uh, facility for the Vikings. Jeez. Mond, yeah, once he passes two tests because he's vaxxed, can come back immediately. Yep. Got it. It's Got a screw. It. I mean, it's a screwy thing, but it's going to be the way of 2021 for the entire league. Wow. Andrew, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you, yeah. dude. Thank thanks, you guys Andrew. so much. Yep. Take thanks care. for coming on, man. Coming on and asking some yeah, questions. Thank you. Appreciate you. Awesome, dude. Yeah, the whole quarterback situation right now is going to be very up in the air. It's, uh, it's a goofy situation for him. Yep, and I, I, I think – so I think the quarterback depth chart right now is very, very clear. It's Kirk, Browning, yep. Mond. Mond is not being cut, but Mond is also, I don't think at any point in time – this season going to be asked to be the backup. Right. I guess the question that has to be 
considered, and it's not fair to Browning, but at least had to be broached today is, okay, we are less than a week in training camp because you start on Wednesday. The quarterback, the starting quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings already is ineligible to take part in anything for five days. This is the rule the entire year. If he's not going to get vaxxed, which he might not, if he's not going to do that, do we want to take the chance of Jake Browning starting a game? That's- which is a heck of a lot different than, what, 4,000 fans or 2,000 fans watching him in Egan. Um, that becomes the question. And that's where I said, again, you can laugh at me. And, heck, I laugh too. But do you, But you have to at least talk about Blake Bortles, names like that. Would we at least want that guy, you know, because, again, Kirk could – if Kirk is exposed to COVID, but he's not sick with COVID, then the protocols go in, into place where he can come back after five days. Right. So we're literally talking about having a backup potentially who can just win win a few games. Yep. Like it's not like Kirk's lost for six weeks. Now, if he gets sick, that's a different ball game. But I'm just talking about the protocols of what he's forced to do now. So that's where you at least have to talk about it. Yep. Um. Right. This team, since it's signed Kirk, has had backup quarterbacks with NFL regular season experience until now. And I guess my question is this, is now the time to bail on that? Yeah. And I don't know that with potentially Spielman's job, I think he's fine, but potentially Spielman's job, Zimmer's job for sure, and Kirk's job right. with with three very important people in this organization, Declan, with their jobs on the line, do you want to gamble on, eh, it won't happen again. It happened now. Yep. I look at it. Common sense tells me, God, I need another plan here. Yeah. I need to at least be prepared. Yeah. Again, there to needs me, to be some type of fire extinguisher. To, to, to me, it's just, it, the whole thing's infuriating. It, it is so frustrating. But, um, but Dex too. And I'm so the weird thing is this Zimmer was agitated and annoyed. But and I, in answer to one question, and this is where we have to sort of go ourselves, and it was interesting. Um, he said after last year, nothing surprises me, which was code for we have to be prepared for this stuff. Um, and it is, it's frustrating. I mean, it can be frustrating, and it should be frustrating. But the reality is this too: there has to be the team. The team can't be like we are. The team has to think up different scenarios and worst case yeah. what they're going to do and that's where i go back to do you want to plug in browning who has never played a regular season game never taken a snap um do you want to plug him in or do you want to at least have a preparation plan where you have somebody who knows how to do the simple things in a game and i'm literally talking about not panicking on a handoff to dalvin cook i know and that might sound stupid but no, i mean it matters yeah well and watch and i'm Guilty of this, too. When we watch pro sports, when we see a defenseman get the puck at the blue line um, yeah. on the power play and he stick handles the puck and then he shoots, we're like, man, that, man, that, you got some time. If you're in that position, you have no time. Um, they're just good. They know what they're doing. They've done it before. So that's where this whole thing is. It does matter. And yes. it's very important. And the Vikings have no ability you 2020 was the mulligan year, right? Oh, everything went sideways. Too bad. Fine. Hey, yeah. but I'm coming back to coach, right? Oh, yeah, right. you'll come back to coach. Right. 2021? No. 
pardon my English, ain't no mulligans anymore. The, the, the league, I had three mulligans today on the golf course, okay? and I believe me, I used all three of those mulligans. Yeah, that's um, good for you. The, the league has set it up that they have put the players and the team in the right situation if you follow the protocols that they have put in place. And if, if you are questioning those protocols and if you have uh, an issue with those rights in that and you want to retire and don't play, fine. Because you know why? The NFL will live on without you. Like that, that, that That's the brutal nature of the NFL. The NFL does not care that you have that different belief. They have set up the league and set up the protocols and the situations that if you follow these protocols, you can then live as much normal of a life as you can, as we've all been trying to do yes. in the last 16 months. All of us have been trying to do that. So if you want to put those other beliefs aside, just because of your own beliefs for your own greater good without putting the team's first mindset in place, that's on you, and that's on criticism, and that's where we can also get really upset at things. So that's that's kind of where it's at. Yeah. Um, got our guy Justin in here. I want to hear from Justin. I'm not going to complain anything anymore else. Justin, what's up, buddy? How are you? Hey. You're on Purple Daily After Dark. Da- Declan, Judd, how are you guys doing? Good, man. How are you? Are you kidding? I'm drinking surly. I'm doing outstanding. Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. Well, just an aside from the Vikings talk, I'm a Jays fan as well from Winnipeg. I just nice. wanted to say Berrios looked pretty good today. Good, Six man. innings, no, yeah, no, no runs, like yeah. five hits, right? I think he hit three batters, though. So, He's pitching inside a little bit, but hey. Nothing wrong with so, so, so quickly, Justin, before we – I know we, don't, we won't talk into an entire baseball conversation. When Judd and Mackie and I did the initial trade reaction, it sounded like so many Jays fans were so upset over the haul that it cost to get up to get Barrios. What do you What do you think about it? Were you upset about it or did, were you all for it? Yeah, Mackie and Judd, you guys talked me off a cliff a little bit because initially I was completely gutted. Like, I didn't – like, even though he has that control for the extra year, I didn't yeah. think, like, the – giving up two of your top 10 prospects, the 16th prospect in all of baseball was really worth it. But, you know, you guys talked me off the ledge and it, it does make a lot of sense. You know, the Blue Jays have that young core that they're going really, for it. You're really going for it. You have to. And that's the thing with, yes, with these you. contracts coming up soon, yep. you're going to have to pay Bichette. Vlad's going to ask for a lot of money. So you got to make it work, you know, limp into the wild card. Who knows anything? Amen, brother. This is what the twins didn't do in 19. And you're so right. Like, you've got these young, inexpensive guys now, um, marvelous talent, and now you get this guy to plug into your rotation. I'm a Dex. I had no – I don't get – in in 19, if the Twins had been like, we traded Kirilov, I, I would have been like, oh, that, that's sort of too bad, but what would you get back? No, 100%. And I think that you guys are going to love Martin and SWR, like from everything that we've heard from the Blue Jays beat writers and podcasts and everything. Like, they are – they're panning out to be studs. Like they both had down years this year, so to speak. But I think, I think in the future, the future looks bright. I think for for both of our teams. So nice, love it, man. Well, what what about are you? I'm taking you're a Vikings fan too. Oh, what 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 are you seeing from Jets uh, fan, right? Yeah, Vikings like, Jets. Yeah, I I love your guys' hockey show too. I I love listening to your guys' takes on the Wild as well. So love it, man. Yeah, big Thank time you. Vikings fan as well. And so what you got? Yeah, Vikings honestly, fan. like. Shoot. I really think it's only a matter of time before we really hear the kind of anger and frustration coming out of the locker room on this COVID stuff. Like we've seen with the bills already. I, I really think it's coming soon because we've, we've heard it from Zimmer already. Like, like you guys have been talking about, but you know, these players, I think from looking at it, they really think they have a shot this year and they, and they should think that based off all they've done in the off season. So I, I really think like, 
having, you know, some of your stars and team leaders kind of, you know, not following the protocol, going against the advice of medical professionals here, I, I, I think it could really derail the season. And that's, you know, other than the O-line, that's kind of my biggest concern. I think you're a thousand percent right. And, and again, it's going to derail the season for a few teams. The only question, as we talk about this right now, is which teams. Um, but I don't know how, how you get past it. I, I mean, the Vikings have a lot of key players that, that aren't vaxxed. It's not just Kirk. And I'll tell you right now, what Mike said while I liked it yesterday, I don't think it was, like, universally praised. I think there's some players that loved it. And I think there's some guys who are like, it's none of your business. It's my life. I can do what I want. And, you know, you're right about that. Um, it's just such a sticky conversation to have because we're talking about a billion-dollar business with people who are paid millions of dollars to play football. And, you know, they can't play uh, possibly. So I, I don't – I think you're right. I, I don't know where it's going to go. I'm sure every team with this problem has their fingers crossed. But when we see this happen to the Vikings less than a week in a training camp, uh, you'd be foolish to say, well, it's not going to happen again now. We're through it uh, unless Kirk gets vaxxed. And then you still got some big-time players that aren't. So it's it's interesting because, as Dex said, I think like we're back to the, the league has set up protocols to make this a season where they ain't playing on Tuesday nights because they're not going to anymore. Like they're going to play their games or not. But, yeah. um, you know, the teams the teams that adhere most strictly to this, because, you know, keep in mind, if Kurt was vaxxed, he could have practiced last night. The teams that adhere most closely to this are going to be the teams that potentially thrive. And the teams that don't and, un- and unfortunately get thrown a curveball, they're going to have problems. And I don't know how you get around that. Yeah, no, it's – I, like, hopefully we we figure it out, and this is maybe a tipping point. Like, it could be a blessing in disguise that it I agree. This I said that's Mackie today. Camp. You're but, so right. right. Great point. Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah. last night was a warning shot. Like, last night was the sure. football warning shot of – and I think that you used the perfect word. It was a blessing because it showed you, you know, what happens if that's a Sunday in October. Or November. He can't play then. And he's now out for five days, which means he misses all the prep besides being able to zoom in for the next opponent. You know, but he's not on the field. So, yeah, it's, boy, it's going to be from every team's angle. It's going to be an interesting year. And and when you bring it up, too, you say, yeah, the NFL isn't going to be bending any rules now. They're not going to be delaying games like they did last year. Like, the rules are pretty set in stone now and clear right. and every team has their uh, agendas to follow. So yeah, I guess, I you, man. I guess we'll see. And I'm, I know everyone's tired of talking about it, but you know, since it's hitting home now, it's, Hey, it's worthwhile talking about right now. Absolutely. And, and nice to see that your jets address the blue line <laughs> after allowing it to fall apart. Whoever thought that Dustin Bufflin would yank the rug out on a franchise <laughs> like he did. Just be thankful that Evander Kane is long gone. Oh, Oh boy! Yeah, no, don't get me started. Yeah, no, it's 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 about time, and we'll. That's yeah, going to be interesting back in the central next year, so we'll have some good good matchups right. anyway to look forward to. Amen, brother. That's right, Justin. Thank you, man. Hey, take See care, you, Justin. Guys. Good stuff. Appreciate you, dude. Yeah, that. 
I'm sure you and I will have plenty to talk about off mic over that in van. I, just so Judd, I didn't even know about the Evander Kane stuff till I was on. Speaking of Bob, who says right now golf season we don't keep score. I was on hole three today. You did keep score 99. of eighteen, and I did. 99. I did. I'll, 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 I'll bring more about it on weekend. Oh, we got, on on, we got a different. We got a different. But I didn't even hear about that Evander Kane stuff till. Yeah, this his morning. wife took the, I think Instagram. Yeah, and I heard all about it. So it's wild. And uh, but in terms of the Vikings. It, it this is exactly why and again we're not going to make it political but this is why it's making it's worth talking about because it's literally affecting the team so sure that's where that, sure that, that's but where I bring at. you positives too Declan but you did you Justin brought a Jefferson, lot of positives Justin Jamil Jefferson Hunter, I love how people are so optimistic about this Xavier Woods guy I mean Xavier Woods was a good uh, safety for the Cowboys and he's um, a so when curious man he talked to us I think after the practice on Wednesday or Thursday I think it was Wednesday um I I liked him. A lot, but Harris was a good player too. Like this, was. that position is based on the secondary as a whole. Exactly. That has, I mean, again, Anthony Harris didn't just stink. I, he yeah. his play dropped off because he was trying to make up. I mean, Ducks, go back to last year. That defense was awful. Right. That, I, I I don't mean that, to equate it to the same yeah. thing, Judd, but like, but but like, safe. It reminds me of goaltending, right? Like, if yeah, you know, good. Devin Devin Dubnik can look really good if he has the right defenseman in front of him and and, and they suppress our high high leverage shots. It's like Jacques Lemaire's defense, right? right? So Jamie McClellan was great. Yeah. So Ant Harris right. is playing with Harrison Smith, one of the best safeties in the league. Xavier Rhodes is still in here. The the, the, the cornerback's still here and, and he can put himself in the right position, the right place to make the best play possible. Yes. And then when the defense goes to absolute dog bleep, which is what happened in twenty twenty, you get exposed. You just get exposed. Yes. And and I and I still think, you know, Anthony Harris is a good safety. He's not a bad player. It's just he wasn't as good as maybe we thought he was obviously going to well, be. I think the key is the Xavier Woods position, ideally, if things are going right, is a ball hawk, which means run around to where the ball's going and pick it up. Yep. If things are going bad, guess what you're doing? You're trying to hedge against the run because you can't stop the run. You're trying to help Dantzler or Gladney at the time, right? So... Yeah, I, I think he'll be fine. I think the defense, again, Pat P, I'm curious about, but this defense could be very good. This defense could be back to being, if they're going to be as, if the team's going to be as good as they should be, probably, probably in the top five. If they're going to be good but not great in the top ten. Yep. Um. So yeah, I, I I remain, honestly, I'm not trying to set them up for a fall. I remain very optimistic about what I'm seeing, and I will say this. Even yesterday, Mike Zimmer is in a better mood than I've seen him in probably two or three years. Like he is up. I'm he, his good for him. He was frustrated with Kirk, but he wasn't a jerk about it, and he wasn't snappy about it. Right. Um, and I don't know if he's just the reality has hit him or what, but I really liked the fact that he was. He just told the truth. Like he didn't look bite our heads off. He didn't, yeah. you know, and, and you, you know. Nothing. Go back to to his quotes from Saturday. Nothing he said is objectionable. He's right. I mean, look, we 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 can criticize Zimmer for being behind the times. I'll, I'll say this about Zimmer: even if even when he's being coy and not that man straight, he he shoots the bleep. You know, he shoots oh, yeah. you straight. He I don't think there's there's a lot of times you have to read between the lines with the coach speak and GM speak, and and you know it better than even I do. Covering beats and covering teams and 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 being around players and executives and organizations for a long time. Sure, Z, you you know when Zimmer is telling the truth, and it's pretty obvious when he's telling the truth. 
And I, I think last night was a perfect example of that. Well, because it's his job, and he right. knows it's his job. And yeah. I mean, hell, he knows it's Kirk's job too. Yeah. Uh, if Kirk, if if this doesn't go well, Kirk's not back. I know. And it's gonna it it's gonna be costly to get rid of Kirk, but they will get rid of Kirk. I so agree. anyway, yeah. Um, I mean, last thoughts for you before we wrap up here, Purple Daily After Dark. Before we uh, wrap back up tomorrow for Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily again. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact of what happened last night, I remain very optimistic about this team. I think the Vikings are going to be good. It looks to me like there's a lot of reasons to be positive. Um, I can't tell you people enough how how lucky we are to have Justin Jefferson here. Ant Edwards and Justin Jefferson, to me, there, there's a parallel there. I, yeah. I love the enthusiasm. Yeah. I love the God-given ability that you can combine with some hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a really fun time, I think, in sports in this town potentially, and that's why I don't want to see any one per person screw it up when it can be prevented. I agree. I agree. I mean, it'd be cool. You know, hockey is one of those team first thing, which honestly, that's why it bugs me. It's the only thing about hockey that bugs me. It's always about we though the commercials they used to play this playoff. Can the Kaprizov thing we, get done? We, though? we, that's... we. I know. I want I. I want I'm, I, I'm getting... I. 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 But I mean, and I'm not mad. At at the wild or Bill Guerin, but can we get this pre-stop thing done? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Like, I, but I mean, the contract is going to be what the contract's going to yes. be. And I, I think ultimately it's going to be disappointing in terms of length. Like, I don't okay. think we're, I don't think, but, um, Car- let's just get it done. Car- like, I mean, it, it, it's cause for concern because I want him locked up, but he, he is so far down the list of things that I'm upset with right now in Minnesota sports the last few days. So, We'll talk about it tomorrow. We will. Mackie and Judd. Weekend, Weekend statements. statements. I, I have plenty. Judd Zolga usually is pretty fired up for weekend statements. Ones? Uh, not ones I'm ready to bring to the show. Let's just oh, say that. Oh, come on. Let's just say that. that ones really? I'm ready to bring to the we show. had breaking news over the weekend? I, the, the, there, was, there was very good progress that happened over the weekend. Oh, but good not, progress. But, I don't but, think um, good progress. I, but, I want the dirty, Nothing I'm ready to bring to the show. All right. I, I know what just I want to do that. Just the just, golf for weekend just, statements. Just the golf. The golf will be, and the, there's other ones that I'll bring for sports. All right. All right, all right let's wrap this up. Myself, Pixelated Phil Mackey. Just start about out of um, We will be doing more of these throughout the week as well at Vikings Training Camp, Purple Daily's After Dark Edition. Um, thank you for everyone for hanging out with us. Hit that subscribe button. Daily Minnesota Vikings content that's coming on this channel right here seven days a week, and also plenty of Twins, Wolves, Wild, other additional Vikings content on our Score North MN page on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button as well for daily content. And if you want anyone to send Judd a bobblehead, I think he'll take it, by the way. Oh, I want your bobblehead. Yes, yes. I, I, know, I think I can know told, your address. If I looked hard enough, I'm not going to give it out, obviously. I've been told by a listener that but, he is that he has a, a Zach, the Zach Parisi equivalent yep. to this that I yep. can pick up. What I really want to find, a Kirill Kaprizov. That's what That'd I really one. want. Get, and then get me a Fiala one, and you and I will be in heaven. I think there's I think a Fiala one. Someone's going to make a Caprice have one. All right. We'll get that one. All right. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. We'll Bye. be back tomorrow. Mackie and Judd. Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, Phil Mackie. Thanks for hanging out, guys.